what are you seeing you know, yeah. in the new growing markets? Yeah, wow. Um, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before. Right? I spend a lot of time on the road. Um, and I love it. I love being in market with customers and with our partners. I learned so much about the different behaviors, the different products, the different innovations. Um, and, you know, two of the markets that I think, first of all, I believe that co-brand can be loyalty in every single market, for sure, different forms. Co-brand in most markets, very successful and tons of opportunity. Two markets that I think I'll focus on are India and Brazil. We have been talking about India for so long as primed for growth. It is growing. Let's, let's, let's all be clear. It is exploding. Yeah. Um, the stat that I like to use is, I think um, as of March of this year, there were like 85 million credit cards in the market. 85 million. Um, over 10% of those come from just two large co-brand partners. Wow. Just over 10%. Um, they have over 40 actively marketed co-brand programs in market today. Um, and some of their top issuers are seeing over 30% of their acquisitions come from co-brand. And the interest continues, yeah. um, continues. The number of opportunities that we see and that we're working on with our partners, um, quite a few. Do you think it's the digital QIC that one of, was one of the fundamental stones that lifted this whole market? A lot of it does have to do with um, sort of government and government regulation. And I know that we often talk about regulation sometimes as you know, not being necessarily something, but it actually spurs innovation. Yeah. Um, and for example, in India, because of the financial inclusivity that's being driven, um, some of the innovation coming out of that market is, is actually really incredible. So for example, because of the land mass and the infrastructure, because of the population size, and not everyone being in a city, but because KYC is so important to getting a customer approved, they've moved to video KYC. And as a result, that's helped customers get the cards they want, it's helped the issuers get the customers they want, it's a win-win-win for, for everybody. So, uh, you know, oftentimes regulation is spurring that innovation. Um, and, you know, speaking of financial inclusivity, Brazil is the other market um, that I would like to talk about a little bit. And because they're, um, and they're having their own crisis at the moment, for example, but um, they've been growing. They've always had the traditional co-brands and airlines and sort of fuel and retail. Um, and then again, the government came in wanting to spur financial inclusivity. Um, and as a result, almost overnight, millions of people went from being unbanked to banked. Um, and as a result, um, the innovation that has come out of Brazil has been really incredible. Um, everything from new verticals um, that are approaching the co-brand space, right? Whether it's marketplaces, whether it's transit, um, everything to different sort of form factors and form factors. Traditionally, we think about co-brand as a credit card, debit cards, and prepaid cards, but also the co-brand model itself there. Um, because they made it easier, not easy, easier to get a banking license, a lot of merchants decided they wanted to self-issue their cards and own that customer experience from end to end. You see a lot of payment facilitators, even acquirers, going in and issuing cards. Um, and you also see it as a market where the prevalence of digital wallets, really, it actually almost started there. 
um, in terms of the prevalence of those digital wallets and now has kind of caught on around the world. Um, so again, um, you know, the massive innovation, and I think, you know, they'll see their little lull, still tons of opportunity, but I see tremendous opportunity there. This is, this is um, so um, um, good to hear because that's exactly echoes what we're seeing at Global Loyalty Organization, that actually in emerging markets such as UAE, India, Brazil, Argentina, Turkey, the innovators, the new, the new uh, players are actually are leapfrogging some of the developed markets because they're able to implement the technology, the digital KYC, the onboarding process of the client much faster than in our traditional developed markets like US or UK where everyone has four or five cards. And that's why, you know, actually at GLO we are trying to include all of these new players into our network to see what's happening, who is the leader, who is um, uh, providing the most advanced and innovative solution. Looking into 2024, what opportunities and challenges you see at Visa? Yeah, so, you know, the, the challenge I think will remain the same in 2024 um, for co-brands globally, um, which is just it's a very saturated, it's becoming more and more saturated. Some markets are very mature, other markets are becoming more saturated. And so how do you differentiate yourself will continue to be, I think, the biggest challenge and opportunity because differentiation leads to innovation, which, which we've been talking about. Um, the opportunity is, you know, I wish I had a crystal ball um, because, you know, what we're seeing right now is a lot of sort of new co-brand models or new entrants, right? You have a lot of fintechs coming in with a tech stack um, and, you know, that's truly innovative, bringing new customer experience and guaranteeing speed to market. Some are saying within 90 to 120 days, which is something that's very difficult for a traditional issuer to do. Um, and, you know, potentially them white labeling and selling that to issuers so they can offer these innovative experiences to their customers, right? You're also seeing, like I mentioned earlier, payment facilitators come in and acquirers come into this space. Is that something where you're going to have a lot of new entrants? Um, then you also have program managers um, and, and bin sponsors, right? So um, the traditional way of co-branding has changed. Um, how that will continue to evolve going forward, I, I wish I knew, um, but I do think we're just gonna continue to see new models, new players, and as a result, new innovation experiences and value props coming out of it. That's, that probably pushes Visa quite a lot to look inside on how you can differentiate yourself how you compete in this um, quite vibrant sector and environment. So um, if we had to ask you, you know, what is the uh, DNA, what is the differentiating um, uh, uh, part of the visas proposition? What do you provide clients to deepen relationship to uh, offer better reach? What will be your answer? Yeah. And you're right, by the way, um, we are constantly pushing ourselves to do more, to do different, to evolve, um, to be both traditional um, yet cutting edge, right? Um, and that's an interesting place to be. Um, what I would say is, you know, we work with our partners, not just on growing their co-brand business, but also their core business. 
Um, and the way that we truly differentiate ourselves is really our, our partnership approach and how we leverage our, you know, our assets and our products and our services. And you know, typically when I go in and work with any partner, I'll say there's six things that differentiate us. Um, number one, I'll talk a little bit about sort of our experience, right? I mentioned earlier, we launched the first card in 1977. Okay, so we have, what is that, 40, 46 years of experience in this space, right? And we have over 700 programs globally. So we can bring back global knowledge and best practice to our customers and customize it for the local market needs. That's number one is the experience. Um, number two is the, the brand. Um, we conduct research across most markets and in most markets, it comes back that customers prefer Visa. So there's a lot of brand synergy um, with our partners because their customers are also preferring their brand. Um, and you know, we say we like to uplift everyone everywhere. And so that brand synergy is really important. Um, you mentioned a couple of times about our size. You know, we are the largest sort of network. Um, and as a result, we have lots of insight and lots of data that we also bring to our partners to grow. Um, we talked a little bit about sort of our assets and our sponsorships. We have some world-class sponsorships, right? FIFA, the Olympics, um, the NFL. These are all tools that will help our partners engage their customers, right? Products and services, you may not know this, but we have hundreds of products and services, everything from loyalty solutions down to like fraud prevention. Um, and that's all to enable our partners to provide their customers with that best-in-class customer experience. Um, and quite frankly, the thing that I, I'm most proud of is the people. Um, it's not just the knowledge and the skill set that we bring. It is our collaboration. It is our customer mindset, right? We're very customer-focused. Like I mentioned earlier, we have a team across all regions, across 50 countries on the ground, focused on co-brand only. Um, and I think it's our people that will really help to differentiate us. Um, and I'll just give you three quick examples, right? Um, the first, um, with a U.S. large retail partner, um, we found that their co-brand cardholders spend more than two times and go to the store more frequently than their non-co-brand cardholders. I am not suggesting that that's all because of Visa and our differentiators. However, they have leveraged a lot of our assets, the Tokyo Olympics and other assets to help engage their customers. And we're seeing that additional spend and engagement as a result. Um, beyond sponsorships, we talk about loyalty products and services. We had a leading global lodging company who had acquired a new brand and they really wanted to drive spend to that brand. So they worked with us to curate an offer, and then with our Visa loyalty platform solution, we were able to track the offer, monitor the transactions, and fulfill against qualifying spend, and we saw a tremendous ROI on that uh, program. And then lastly, with the data, you know, we worked with a large um, Thai merchant group that we're just trying to understand like what else should they be selling in store and trying to understand what the spend behaviors of their customers were around their stores. And so we were able to um, use our benchmarking data with their own data 
to say, here's where your customers are spending around the store. And that helped to drive how they were thinking about their own merchandising strategy in store. Um, so there's a lot that we can do with our partners, and that's just a few examples of some of the things that we are um, looking forward to partnering with on. As a part of the GLO tradition, okay. uh, we would love to <laughs> learn more about our members and companies and personalities. Now it's time for three fun questions. Okay, I'm ready. Um, with, with your experience in the sector, yes. if you could look back at the young Luigi just starting in the payments and uh, uh, customer experience and finance sector, if you could give one advice to the younger self about the sector, what it would be? About the payment sector, um, yeah, you know what I would say is, I'm going to be honest, um, I'm not the most technologically savvy, which is interesting given the field that I'm in, but I'm a slow adopter. Um, and, you know, typically it's my partner who's getting me the latest devices and gadgets. What I would say is be more nimble. Be more ready to embrace change and embrace it faster. I get there. I get there in the end. But it takes me a little bit of time. Um, and in the payment sector, change, evolution, the pace of change is so fast. We just need to constantly adapt and adopt. True. That's true. The sector is one of the biggest, uh, fastest innovators uh, around. Um, if we look at your wallet, yes. Um, what co-brand cars we could see there, or what is your favorite program that you collect miles or points or experiences? Um, so, given the amount of, so I'll, I'll share two things. So I'm based in Europe, but I've moved here from the U.S. Um, and some of the value props in the U.S. are, in my humble opinion, stronger um, than some of the European value props. Um, and on those cars that offer no foreign transaction fees um, as well. So I still have quite a few, actually primarily, U.S. co-brand products in my wallet. And of the four co-brand cards, all four are travel-related. But it does have to do with the fact that I travel so much. There are other cards that I see in market that I would love to have because of a unique experience. They may not just be offered where I am physically located. But yes, I'm still a travel junkie at, at heart. Um, and the last one. Uh, if you had a magic wand in your current position and you could immediately add any feature or any technology to the current Visa, co-brand or loyalty proposition, what it would be? So I don't know if it's a specific feature exactly. It's not something very tangible, um, but I'm so time-strapped. We're all so time-strapped. Um, and yes, right, a lot of co-brand cards try to offer things like a concierge or a, a priority boarding or a priority check-in, right? Those are nice, they help save time. But I really would love to find something that can help me save time and help me multitask in a more efficient manner. Almost like a task rabbit. I'm not sure if you're familiar yeah. with a task rabbit. Like a task rabbit for co-brands. I don't know that the con personal concierge has gone far enough to really truly save me time. Like someone can, who could read my mind and tell me what I want before I want it. Okay. <laughs> um, you are a prolific traveler yes. with your team spread globally from US to Australia. Uh, if you had one million miles yes. or points 
in your loyalty um, uh, uh, account or wallet, how would you spend it? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna be honest. I have a million miles on my airline programs and I also have a million points on my lodging programs. And to be honest, how I spend it is on my family. Um, so I mentioned earlier that my parents um, moved from Italy to the U.S. and they did it primarily to provide me and my brother with a better life. Now they're retired and I want to help them do, like, they're not big travelers. I'm trying to get them to travel more, but when I can, I help them travel and I use my points for that. Dear Luigi, thank you so much for sharing your insights and opinions. We would love to have you again at GLO and look forward for Visa participating in our community and also we're welcoming you to the advisory board of Global Loyalty Organization. Anastasia, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, very much look forward to working with you and I look forward to all that we can do together um, in furthering loyalty. I'm passionate about loyalty and in furthering co-brands. Thank you.